from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports beats life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to this wake-up call with Dan Tortora, special inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios here on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. The largest walk-in closet for men in Central New York is at Charney's Menswear and Tuxedos with 66 years of their tremendous guest service in our community. Head to Charney's today. No matter what your age, your style, or your size, Charney's has something for every man. And so make sure you get yourself out there. 150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. This episode of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is a Syracuse Orange basketball special, and it will feature my one-on-one conversations with Buddy Bayheim as well as Quincy Garrier as Syracuse at 15 and 12 gets set for an opportunity against their rival Pittsburgh to try and get their 16th win of the season. Syracuse and Pittsburgh this season, both with 15 wins going into this game. Syracuse 15 and 12, Pittsburgh 15 and 13, Syracuse 8 and 8 in the ACC at the time of play. Pittsburgh is 6 and 11. And to take a look at this matchup overall in the rivalry, Syracuse and Pittsburgh have faced off against each other 117 times going into this meeting. Thus far, Syracuse has won 72 of them. Pittsburgh has won 45. Syracuse has won the last six, including their last meeting, which was January 25th of this year, 2020, where Syracuse won the game 69-61 at home. This game will be played at the Pete, a typically difficult place to play, the home court for the Pitt Panthers. This time around and last season or this season, Jeff Capel, the head coach of the team, he's coming from his playing days at Duke as well as being an assistant coach to coach Mike Krzyzewski or Coach K at Duke. And and besides that, he also was at VCU as the head coach from 2002 through 2006, four seasons there. He went 18 and 10 in his first season as the head coach of VCU, then 23 and, and 8, 19 and 13, and 19 and 10, winning record each season. And he was the regular season champion, conference tournament champion, and went to the NCAA tournament in his second season with VCU, 2003 to 4, coaching them to that 23 and 8 record in the regular season. Then he was the head coach of Oklahoma inside of the Big 12 from 2006 all the way through to 2011. In his first season with Oklahoma, Jeff Capel in 2006-7 went 16 and 15. Then he went 23 and 12 and went to the NCAA tournament. 30 and 6 went to the NCAA tournament. Then 13 and 18. But Oklahoma was obviously sanctioned by the NCAA, so that win-loss record was adjusted to 0 and 18. All the wins were taken away. And the losses stay, which makes no sense. I, you know, when it comes to Jim Beheim or Jeff Capel or really anybody, when it comes down to it, if you are going to vacate a season because of something the NCAA has found retroactively, then they don't keep your losses. They should take everything away. If the season didn't count, then the season doesn't count. To say we're taking your 13 wins years after you played these games is one thing that makes no sense. And then to say, we're taking all your wins, but we're keeping your losses, so it looks like you had a 0% winning percentage, which will count towards your average. That, to me, uh, truly makes no sense. Kind of insult to injury after that. In 2010-11, his last season with Oklahoma, he went 14-18. and In his first season with Pittsburgh, 2018-19, 
which was last season, he went 14 and 19. And this year he is 15 and 13. So already one win better is Jeff Capel. On the other side of things, Jim Beheim, this is his 44th season with Syracuse. When he started in 76, 77, they were an independent school. They carried on that independent status for three seasons. He went 26 and 4 in his first season as head coach, 22 and 6, and 26 and 4 again went to the NCAA tournament each time. Then Syracuse became one of the founding members of the old Big East in 1979-1980. They played their first season in the Big East, and they would remain a Big East team all the way to 2012-13. Within that time period, Jim Beheim won numerous games and went to numerous Final Fours. In 2013-14, Syracuse joined the ACC. Beheim went 28-6 in his first season, regular season inside the ACC, and uh, and forward actually in the regular season, and then obviously on top of that, outside of the uh, 31 games that they play, they went to the NCAA tournament. In his second season in the ACC, they went 18-13. and 13. In his third season, 19-9, and nine, went to the NCAA tournament, into the NCAA tournament final four, having a 19-9 and nine record, and then 19-15, and 21-14 and 14, went to the NCAA, or pardon me, 20 uh, three and fourteen went to the NCAA tournament. 2017-18 went to the NCAA tournament last year with a 20 and 14 record, and this year currently 15 and 12. Jim Beheim has coached 1,459 games at Syracuse. He has 1,062 wins to 397 losses. That's right, folks. I didn't stutter. Jim Beheim, because you can't take away history. Jim Beheim has 1,062 wins. 397 losses for a winning percentage of 72.8%. Fantastic. According to the NCAA, he has 961 victories because they vacated 101 of them, took five seasons, separate seasons here, and adjusted his 27-7 and record in 2004-05 to 12-7. and Adjusted the win-loss record in 2005-06 of 23-12 and to 0-12. Adjusted the record in 2006-7 of 24 and 11 to 2 and 11, and then adjusted the record in 2010, uh, the 2010-11 season from 27 and 8 to 20 and 8, and then his 34 and 3 record in 2011-12, where they were the regular season champion in the Big East and went to the NCAA tournament. They took all 34 wins away and said that Bayheim went. 0-3 that season. So according to the NCAA, Jim Beheim has 961 wins. According to real history, he has 1,062. Jim Beheim will be looking for his 1,063rd win overall in his history as a head coach, while Jeff Capel will be looking for his 205th overall win as a head coach in Division One men's college basketball in this game with Syracuse at Pittsburgh. But before the tip-off, it is time to hear from Quincy Garrier as well as Buddy Beheim. Quincy, a true freshman in the front court, and Buddy Beheim, a true sophomore in the back court for Syracuse. First and foremost, here is my one-on-one with Quincy Garrier and what he had to say following the team winning against Georgia Tech at home in front of 25,000-plus to stop a three-game skid. Well, a three-game skid to stop the bleeding there. Just what you can say about that. Uh, I mean, everyone is in a good mood. You know, uh, everyone is positive right now. You know, it's it's good to win at home. Um, we got to look forward to the next game on Wednesday at Pittsburgh. Uh, we won the first time against them, so they, I know they're going to come with another uh, energy. So we just got to, you know, uh, we have a day off tomorrow, take care of our body, and then uh, two practices before going there. So, you know, just got to stay positive and keep working. 
being in the front court with a guy like Marek Dolajai, he had four points in the first half, 16 in the second half. Just what you can say about how he played. I mean, he was smart. He was really smart. You know, he was he was aggressive. He was going every time to the rim. Uh, he recognized everything. He made the right plays every time. And, you know, I think that's why he finished with 20. So he finished with 20, right? Yeah, yeah, 20. Yeah, so, yeah. I think he, he did a pretty good job. I'm, I'm, le- I'm learning a lot from from, uh, from Marek this year. He's just really smart, making the right plays every time, most of the time. And uh, that's pretty much it. What has he taught you when you when you said obviously he's making smart plays and whatnot, but you like to learn from him? What have you learned from him? I uh, you know, like he's he's like 185, but he's really <laughs> he's what he's really aggressive. So you know, uh, uh, I like the way that he's playing. Like he's 185, 610. Everyone th- think that he's soft, but he's he's really not. You know, he's really smart. Uh, take the contact, finish around the rim, and that's that's what that's that's what he's doing. What can you say about it? What was the conversation like in the locker room after halftime when you guys were down uh, 38 to 27, you know, down by 11? That was more about the offense. You know, we were not moving really much, uh, sending, not sending good screens. And in the second half, everyone was just doing what they had to do. And that's why we scored like 52 points in the second half. And you guys started out with a 7-0 run and a 12-2 run overall in the second half. Just what you can say about how important it was to have that spark immediately. I mean, it was good, you know, uh, just, you know, everyone was positive. Everyone was in a, in a good mood. So I think that's why we keep, like, playing. Everyone was playing uh, really hard, and that's pretty much it. What have you taken away from the season up to this point? I mean, this obviously being your freshman season, and it seems 8-8 eight eight right now in the ACC. You're 15-12 overall. What are you taking away from this? I mean, we got, we, got, we got four more. Like I said, it's uh, one at a time. You know, um, we got Pittsburgh, and then after we got UNC, Boston College, and Miami. You know, every game we got to approach the same, same way. So, you know, we just... Just gotta keep playing hard, and at the end of the season, we'll see. We got the ACC tournament after, so we're just going one, one at a time, and we'll see at the end of the at the end of the year. Do you think there's more that this team has in the tank that we haven't seen yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Like every, I think I feel like everyone's getting better. You know, sometimes we're not playing well. I think we lost a couple of games, like by what one, two, four. You know, yeah. that's the kind of game that sometimes we need to win to put ourselves in position to have more chance to uh, do the tournament. But you know, we're not we're not really thinking about that right now. We just one at a time, and we'll see at the end of the season how it goes. And I want to ask you about that. I mean, at the beginning of the season, the team was losing by double digits. That you lost in the Barclays yeah. Center and broke by more than 20, yeah. and then you're losing games by one, three, well, you, know, but you, you see the progression, you know, um, yeah. I think everyone is getting better, uh, we play better together, uh, everyone recognize their role, uh, know their role, so you know, it's really important, you know, like Rack, me, and Brahma, you know, need to take rebounds, finish around the rim, hits, uh, you know, mid-range shots, uh, got to be physical, uh, play well on defense. You know, the shooters, Buddy, Joe, and Elijah, got to shoot the ball. They, got to, they need to score. And uh, that's what we need to do, you know, to, to win. We're not playing with a lot of players, so, you know, we're playing at 6, 7 every time. So, you know, we just, we just got to help each other. That coming once again from Quincy Garrier of the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team facing off against Georgia Tech and getting that victory and that and our conversation coming in the locker room following that game as they get set for the rest of their regular season before the ACC tournament will be played in Greensboro, North Carolina in the early part of March. Syracuse has four games before that happens, and three of those four games are on the road. The first of those three road games coming against the Pitt Panthers, their rival, 
historically in this being their 120th overall matchup. Syracuse will face off against Pittsburgh on the road here on February 26th of the great year 2020. And then after that, Syracuse will go home to the Carrier Dome for their final home game of the regular season. They will face off on February 29th, which they can only say once every four years. With this being a leap year, they have North Carolina on February 29th at 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN in the Dome. And then they'll be on the road at Boston College on March 3rd and on the road at Miami on March 7th before they head to the ACC tournament, which officially is March 10th to the 14th this season. We'll end on that Saturday and the Sunday, the 15th of March, is Selection Sunday. So with all that being said, we have one more conversation to get to as Syracuse is getting set for these final four games of the regular season, with three of them once again being on the road. And next up is my one-on-one conversation with Buddy Beheim. Buddy, what can you say about the three-game skid and being able to stop that as you move forward? Uh, it just shows a lot of character from this team, a young group of guys that just aren't going to quit or give up ever. And, you know, uh, just having the fans out there today was huge for us. And uh, you know, I honestly wasn't expecting to have 25-plus thousand fans like we did, but it was just amazing. And, you know, I think it you know encouraged all of us as well. And, you know, just knowing that we got four games left and uh, we, we're going to play every game to the last second. We don't care where we're at right now, where we stand. We're just wanted to play play team basketball, play together, and have fun. Yeah, talked about obviously the importance of the fans. You guys have talked about it this season, and like you said, twenty five thousand plus today. Yeah, they've been amazing. I can't say enough about them, and just uh, you know, encouraging us and inspiring us, and you know, they're always bringing energy, and they've really, you know, they've been amazing. This is a year, you know, that really sticks out to me. That you know, they've really, they're always great, but this year, you know, we've been struggling a little, and just the support they've showed constantly has been, you know, it's been amazing, and you know, encouraging. For for the future that you know you want to keep winning and make sure that you protect protect our, our home court when you look at the second half and this being you know you guys have grown in the second half of the season and then the second half of this game being down by 11 and finding a way just what you could say about that and maybe how it signifies how the season's went as a whole you know just being a tough team uh, this is a group of guys that are never going to quit and we love playing together and love you know encouraging each other being there for one another we trust trust each other and just uh we're never going to quit no matter what the circumstances are uh, we came this so, you know, why, why stop now and, uh, you know, let, let a team uh, take the lead and, you know, just give up. We're going to keep playing and keep fighting. Look at Marek and just what he's been able to do. I think Quincy said, just, you know, his body weight, how some people may not think that he can get it done inside, but he's obviously physical and he's gone after it offensively, just how he's grown as a player. He's gotten so much better. I think, you know, he's just really just getting started. I think he can get even better and do more things for us. And as it is, he's been great for us all year and just uh, being aggressive and attacking, drawing fouls, making his free throws. He's really improved on that. Uh, his free throw percentage is better than me. He messes with me all the time about that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I have a low I have a low volume rate of free throws. I, I'm taking I made. I went two for two today, so it should go up at least 5% because I don't take a lot of free throws. But, yeah, we mess with each other about that again on each other. But, uh, you know, just a great team, a great friend, and, and I love love playing with him. He's got something to say because he was 12 for 12. Yeah, I, I told him I was two for two during the game. He told me he was eight for eight. I was like, shoot, you got it. <laughs> that coming once again from true sophomore guard on the team, Buddy Bayheim. Syracuse once again setting up to face off against Pittsburgh on the road at the Pete, the Peterson Events Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
The game is tonight, February 26th. Syracuse in the rivalry has 72 wins. Pittsburgh has 45 overall. I know in recent years it felt like, you know, well, I should say in the the last few years of Jamie Dixon that maybe this rivalry was a little bit closer as far as wins on both sides. But Syracuse commanding it, 72 wins. Pittsburgh, 45 wins. This is the 120th matchup between the two teams, and Syracuse has won the last six, including this past January 25th where the Pittsburgh Panthers came into the Carrier Dome to face off against Syracuse, who defeated them 69-61. to Make sure you stay close for all Syracuse Orange men's basketball coverage, as well as Syracuse sports in general, OCC, Oswego, Lemoyne, West Genesee, CNS, Liverpool, ESM, and so on and so forth, the American Athletic Conference, the ACC, all 15 schools as a whole, the NFL, the XFL, and on and on and on. Wake up call with Dan Jacksonville Jaguars. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora has so many different avenues that we reach out to all over the country and sometimes outside of the country. So we thank you for all of you who tune in on the West Coast, the East Coast, the Midwest, and outside of the country as well. Whether you're watching every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Facebook.com backslash Live Now DT, or you're listening every Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. We appreciate you so very much. I thank you for being a part of the show. 24-7, we're on WakeUpCallDT.com. You know we're your morning show choice, and you can find us all the time on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. So Godspeed. God bless, no stress, and be well, and I look forward to talking with you all soon. I want to thank my guests of this very special Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball wake-up call here with Quincy Garrier as well as Buddy Bayheim. I thank them and thank the entire team for their time and the assistant coaches as well as Coach Jim Bayheim and, of course, Syracuse Athletics for all they do to help make it possible to have access to these players and coaches. So thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to talking with you soon, and as always... Be good to you and be good to the people around you.